The following program is brought to you by the Realm of Collectors. Please stand by and take your seats. Good evening, and welcome to Masterpiece Shitpiece Theater. If you would please kindly take your seats, the show will begin momentarily. <laughs> no one should be watching this. Hey. Nope. And we Can't have no Nick. There we go. <laughs> See, one of these weeks I'll get this shit right. I had a really brilliant intro and fucked it all up. So, nice job, Nick. Friday. It's another Masterpiece Shit Piece Theater. And we have a guest. Tonight we have with us Life with Brock's. Brock, so what's Brock, up? Not much, man. Why don't you go ahead and tell us where they can find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Life with Brock here on YouTube and also on uh, Instagram, the same name, Life with Brock, and on Facebook, Life with Brock. <laughs> you can find me everywhere. I would Life with Brock. No Twitter though. I don't. I don't do Twitter. It's a high of a scum and villainy. I was going to say, man, anything goes on Twitter. Yeah, Hi, <laughs> I'm on Twitter. You've been banned. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice and easy. Josh. Hey, what's up? Uh, you can catch me here along with uh, every Friday with you cats on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. You can catch me on the All Cued Up podcast with my buddy Greg. We threw out a new uh, Review episode today covering the final season of Jessica Jones and season two of the German series Dark, which is phenomenal. Everybody needs to be watching that show. Uh, but yeah, you can also catch me on Twitter, uh, Instagram. My pro- profile on Facebook is public, so you can catch all my social media profiles there. And starting Monday, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash insubanoi76 when I start my Final Fantasy V Four Job Fiesta playthrough for Child's Play Charity, and that's going to be a near about a four or five time event, uh, four or five days a week event running from July first to August thirty first. Cool, Josh. So it's going to be just it's going to be like last year, except you got like different jobs and shit this time. So yeah, I've got I've got different restrictions on how I can play through, and it's actually going to be more difficult. So I'm giving myself more time. And we had we had the guys on uh, from half what was it half empty energy tank half, yeah mm-hmm. half empty energy Ha-ha. tank are they doing this too? Uh, no, okay. because this is this is a solo event. Like anybody can do it that yeah. wants to, 
they're more of a team oriented. Uh, they do more like marathon weekend events, okay. like Thursday through Sunday event style things. So pay attention to my boy Josh's social media, and you'll find out when he's playing through. Dude, that's always fun. I always get on yeah. there and give Josh a hard time. Oh, playing. yeah, and he's got a brutal run this year, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah three monks and a red mage, is it? Uh, no, three, uh, three monks and one black mage. So, <laughs> yeah, and you can't, you can't fucking cross class either, either, can you? No, no, it's like <sighs> my main, the main protagonist can only be a monk, and the princess can only ever be a black mage. And the other two, uh-huh. w- once they get to where they can unlock their jobs, they can only ever be monks. They can't learn any skills from any other classes at all. Oh, Straight classic run have fun and it's going to be very expensive because i'm gonna have to buy healing items out the ass and a lot of grinding so i'm gonna be doing lots of off stream grinding so you're you're, last year you were having to buy a bunch of healing stuff too yeah yeah i didn't get uh yeah i'm 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 fucked <laughs> but it's it is for child's play charity. Yeah. 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 And that that charity does mean the world to me. Uh word. You know we'll, we'll we can talk more about that at another time. And we'll talk about it more on the show as you get into it and stuff and see how your runs going and shit. Yeah, yeah. And we'll go ahead and move on to Robert Milton. Theoretically, you can find me on the realm. Mm. And it robs yes. ro- our robs hobbies on Instagram. Except for right now, name. because I'm busy delivering garbage to ungrateful people in dying heat. Oh God! Yeah, you he were telling me that fucking now? that fucking truck he was telling me got up to 130 today. <laughs> yeah, it, it AC works a treat when you're moving, but when it's dock to dock to dock to dock, and they're all 30 feet apart. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, that's that. rough, man. Oh, it's sucked. Mm. Otherwise, Friday nights with my wonderful family here. I love you guys. Oh, we love you too, Rob. I love you too, bro. So, next is Sam. I guess I'll tell everybody. Yeah, guys, Russ is no longer with us. We had to ask him kindly leave. No, I'm just joking. He showed us his... He he knew that it was going to get in between us with me, him, and Anna, so... Russ just dropped off. Nah, Russ is on vacation this week, having a romantic getaway with Anna before I get my hands on her. <laughs> just one, la- one last two rocks. <laughs> Jeez. So have fun while you can, Russ. Is he in the Go chat? <laughs> is nah, he in the chat right now? Nah, if he's smart, he's in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it while he can. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Insta Sam89 on Instagram. Sam Mead in the groups and then here every Friday. Dude, Brock's too good looking for this show. He's too handsome. I know. He's got a full head of hair. A full <laughs> head of hair? And look at that smile. Look I, got, hey, I got survivors. Yeah, look, <laughs> dude, <laughs> we're the shiny head brigade. Yeah. Yeah, except, Josh. except for Russ. Josh, I'm not on the top of your head, so I can't comment on that. <laughs> I mean, I've got my hair. so That's one thing know. he's got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leg, on the other hand, I mean, shit. <laughs> Nick, where are you at, man? Me? I'm on Facebook as Nick <laughs> Me? Me? Twitter as Brammer underscore Nick. And Instagram, which I need to start posting shit on, so maybe I can get on this week in customs. Dude, you I'm need to put your freaking... underscore shit yeah. piece. 
You need to put those G.I. Joe customs you did up on that. Yeah. I need to put a lot of shit up on Instagram. This is um three weeks in a row that we've had an under 15-minute intro. Holy shit. We're getting there, man. We're getting to where I want to be. Only, it only took us a year. Professional. <clears throat> yeah. It only uh, took us a year. Yeah, I know, right? Shit, we're on 46. Six more weeks, and we've done 52 episodes. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wait, wait, so if you do it a weekly, so that's going to be your year? 52? Yeah, we've, mm-hmm. we've skipped a couple. Oh. Yeah, we, so, we skipped TFCon and one other week, I think. Yep. Wasn't it right? Uh, Lowry's, Lowry's Wedding. We oh, skipped that God. one. Yeah. But so. other than that, yeah. So it'll be a little over a year chronologically, but show-wise, yeah. Be a year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I was going to go ahead and start the show and talk to you, Brock. Let's do it. All right. So why don't you explain um, a little bit about what Life Life with Brock is and This Week in Customs and the other shows that you do? Well, uh, my, my channel name came just because uh, it morphed into that. I had a different name before when I, when I started a couple of years ago. And the way that it all started was my family and uh, my, my children. They, want, they thought, hey, Daddy, you're kind of funny. I think you'd be good on YouTube. So they pushed me to do it. I didn't really want to do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I really didn't want to do it. Um, I uh, and it it began with toy hunts, mm-hmm. and then oh. toy hunts uh, were kind of like the the first year. That's what I did, and then I started doing stuff like something like this. I, I would invite a collector on, and I would interview them, and and then that's what I did. And then it it just keeps on morphing, and it was it was fun while it lasted. But you know, as time goes, like. My schedule at work changed, and uh, now I do customs. I, I did a bunch of custom tutorials mm-hmm. for beginners on on the channel, and and then I finally I've ended up doing a weekly uh, show of just pretty much going to Instagram, looking at all the customs that uh, the, the people uh, have put on there, and I showcase them and I talk about them, and that's it. That's what I'm currently doing on YouTube. I'm, I'm essentially just doing I, the toy. The toy hunts have have uh, come and gone. Uh, not doing those anymore. That took a lot of editing and and things mm. of that nature. I just don't have the time to do it right now. And it to and frankly, it got boring. Yeah. And then <laughs> the uh, the collector spotlight is more of a. I really like the collector spotlight because I really you know because of our our, our niche community. Depending <laughs> on what we're collecting, you don't. I don't. I don't have buddies around here that do the same thing as I do. Very few. You know, yeah, far and few right. in between. Same. So, you know, as Facebook, you know, contacting people on Facebook, it's just really not very personable. And I like this. I love interacting mm-hmm. with people talking about the same stuff. Uh, and then is there a fire alarm going on? Oh, and uh, Josh is coughing. <laughs> He's hungry. Go get your food, bro. You got to yeah. eat. <laughs> and, uh, and then so that's why I was doing the collector spotlight. But that took a lot of time because as you guys know, to do a show, you, you do a lot of prep ahead of time when yeah. I was – it was essential. I was for all the people's schedules, man. That's the that's the hardest part. Yeah, <clears throat> the scheduling. Get... You, sure. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's that's true. It's amazing that you guys have done fifty-two episodes because that's consistent. Uh, same with the Realm of Collector guys and and mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Shattered Cast crew and all those people that I've I've watched in the past or I still watch and listen to. Uh, that's consistency, and that's hard to do because of the scheduling. Yeah, especially yeah. when you got guys like with crazy work schedules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what brought you towards customs? Like, what what sparked your uh, interest? So, I 
what whole what started the whole collecting i have to go back a little bit and, and tell you about that i i was i've always been a nerd i've always enjoyed uh, the the action you know the uh, comic books the the cartoons the movie everything in the past that I, I was brought up in you know 80s and 90s Jim sweet Lee's X Men yeah yeah so about I want to say it's about four and a half years now almost five uh, my anniversary I was at my parents' house and my dad brought out a box of of toys and my old 90 from the 1980s toys and i picked oh. them up and i started going through them and there were some g1 transformers there was he-man there were gi joes you name it it was all 80s and this wave of nostalgia hit me and i was like oh my gosh man <laughs> uh, and because it was my anniversary my wife you know because she loves me she sees me having this 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 moment. She goes, oh, let's let's go to Toys R Us and buy you a toy. <laughs> oh man, she's Dude. a keeper. <laughs> that, that was the biggest mistake. <laughs> yeah, that was, when they were doing those, uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, they were Chug Transformers, but they were like the Starscream, the the, um, the Cybertron, the Cybertronian Starscream. Uh, you know which like one's the video game? War, War like the for video Cybertron. Game. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. War for Cybertron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw that. I was like, "Oh, cool!" So that was one of the first things I bought. So it's the, I got back into collecting heavy, like right at that same time, like buying those figures too, and then that led into like everything else. That's funny, man. Crack. Mm-hmm. Well, it was actually my marijuana. It was the the, the gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. It was the gateway drug. So I went from Transformers, and then and then that's when I started getting exposed to all these other folks that that you guys all know, uh, I, you know the the internet reviewer, the YouTube reviewers, mm-hmm. and that just kind of started spreading my collecting, you know. And then it was Transformers, and then it became you know Masterpiece and third party Transformers, and that's yep. all I did. Got rid of practically all my Chug stuff. I don't uh, I, I don't collect those things anymore, thankfully, right. because I literally have no room to display my stuff. See, yeah. that's where you cheat and you have a teenage son who likes it. So you have the room full of it. All daughters yeah. for me. I have all daughters. So yeah. <laughs> they don't, oh. they, they didn't get it. I mean, they like the movies and stuff, but they didn't get into uh, uh, collect, which is probably good yeah. because uh, it was just too much. And as you guys know, when the collecting, you, know, you start collecting everything, it starts becoming overwhelming at mm-hmm. times. So I got, I got, I stopped. And then I remember, I'm, I'm sorry, this is kind of a long answer. I'm just transitioning. No, dude, you're all good. good dude. Yeah. I, I was at a, I think it was Walmart or Target. And it was when the Mandroid wave had come out. Mm. And like I saw 14. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And I saw Captain America. And I love Captain America. Captain America is absolutely my favorite superhero. Dude, me too. Oh my gosh! And I saw that, and I looked at it, and I told my wife, mm, "I'm not going to get it. Don't worry, I'm not. Go- I'm not going to get it." So then, what happens? As you guys know, you start going home, get on the internet, start watching more reviews. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm on Amazon, and I'm, I'm going back. <laughs> Dude, a funny thing about that wave—that was when that was when they bumped the price of Legends from fifteen to twenty bucks, right. man. And I remember seeing that. And I'm like, "Dude, twenty bucks for a figure? Get out of here!" Now, dude, my mind that's what I was yeah. saying. Yeah, and I can, it's just it's just funny how that escalates, man. Because now I'm like 20 bucks, yeah, dude, let's get it. And I'm like dropping a hundred bucks on fucking well, eventually stuff. 150 <laughs> bucks now. Where the third party stuff's like, oh, yeah, 150 yeah. that's cheap. Yeah, I can swing it. 
it was the yeah. combiner wars wave and i was getting kind of like twitchy paying out that much money for all those figures and it's like you know 15 for this one 30 for this oh you know now it's like 200 300 bucks oh, all right cool more over time let's do it yeah. <laughs> so then then i'm on amazon and then i see the marvel select juggernaut such and, a that good, is, and I loved that your videos on it. Oh man, such an amazing, amazing figure. So I guess what? I ended up that was my first Marvel related toy that I bought. And then the rest is history. Um it, it's just uh, you know, I thankfully I haven't gotten into Mescos. I I do have some Mescos. Thankfully, I haven't even touched hot toys. And oh, I hear you, man. But I, I was given a one-fourth statue for free. Ooh. I was given oh, the nice. uh, oh cool. What's the Russian Batman? I can't remember the Batman uh, call Red Sun. R- Red Sun. So I literally have it right, right, right back here. It's still in the box because I have no room to display. Uh, yeah. you do. So I think I, I think I answered your question right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, vented there. Yeah, I'll tell you that Hot Toys kick though. Be really careful if your local comic shop starts carrying them, <sighs> because my God, every time I walk in there. I know. It's so hard to walk away. <laughs> you know, the, my only saving grace with the Hot Toys, and I love the movies. I'm a humongous fan of all things, it, it, whether it be Marvel, DC. You guys know you're probably the same way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I am not a huge fan of the MCU figures. I only have a few. And Dude, yeah, I, I hear you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. And that's like, so when I was I was looking, because I was like, I, I'm, I wanted to get like a Hot Toys Captain America. And then... um all the like the Age of Ultron Civil War ones are like really expensive now, and then the Endgame one doesn't come out to like twenty twenty one or something. So I was like, "Fuck it," and I'm glad that I didn't because I could I could see that leading to more, you know. Dude, yeah. I, I I was at Comic Con last year, <clears throat> and it took every ounce of me not to plop down my credit card for a Hulkbuster. Oh, yeah, God. dude, I that, saw that thing in person, and about yeah, that's over. what it is because I think if I saw one in person. Even if it was more than it would be online, I'd be more I'd be more likely to buy it just because it's like right there in front of me, you know. Yeah. Thankfully, that second Hulkbuster doesn't hold a candle to that first one that they released. No. That mm-hmm. is an impressive figure. Oh, but I think it's like you know, as big I, as me. Yeah, well, it's like a small child, mm-hmm. that, that toddler is the size of a toddler. But you yeah. asked me how I so got it. It might be bigger right? than Sam. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. funny. But you asked me how I got into customs. I, I never. I, I no. I'm sorry. Go ahead, dude. Bring it back. So what ends up happening when I start getting these figures? Obviously, you know the the twenty dollar figure, which was expensive. You're getting. <clears throat> I'm getting in. I'm going. Ah. Uh, and then my transformers the same way. The the you know your twenty dollar you know deluxe transformer. It just doesn't. It's not paint wise. It's not there. So yeah. my mom actually is a kind of a self taught artist. She's pretty. Just very artistic, and she had the paints from the craft stores. So I started looking online, and these people were doing these custom figures, making, turning those you know twenty dollar things, looking, making them look a little bit more premium. And I wanted that, but I didn't have the talent. So I went to my mom, and she started using you know her her um, uh, I forget they like the Walmart paint, the the really cheap ones that are good yeah, for dioramas, but not good like for Apple Barrel. Apple Barrel. Yeah, there you Apple go, Apple Barrel, Barrel. Dude. yeah. <laughs> So that's what she liked to use. And I was like, no, 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 mom. I want you to use Vallejo paints, Citadel paints. And then I bought her some. You know, this is going on some time. And she's customizing these toys. (laughs) Damn, dude. Does she have an Instagram? 
there's a queen. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, hey, hey, do this, do that. I want you to do that. And then, but, but I wanted her to use the more expensive paints because those of you that have done a little bit of customizing, when you put you get paints, what you pay for, you get what you pay for and yeah. you want to, you know, you want to build your, your layers up, build you your layers up. You and never, ever want full coverage on your first coat or even your no. second coat. But of course she doesn't have any vested interest other than that. She's trying to be nice to me. So she wants to cover in the first coat. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> shit, uh, it's like, what the heck am I painting this for? So that's how it started. And then I go, well, I, I want to like, let me try, teach me how to dry brush. So my mom taught me how to dry brush. And then the rest was history. I started going on YouTube, trying to find, you know, uh, trying to find people that were doing custom figures. And then I just mm -hmm. learned little by little. What were some of those, what were some of those customizers or who, who were they that you kind of followed early on? Uh, uh, I went to figure realm. So figure mm -hmm. around. Yeah, uh, dude, I, I'm on there all the time, dude. Yeah, figure realm. That was like the biggest source for me because, and, and, and it's, not very, it's not very user friendly in the sense that you can't really just chat with the guys. It's it's yeah. it's almost like email, right? You're saying email. You have to, yeah. It's it's like kind of like that old school like message board style. Because like what I do if I see someone on there, I'll just like type their name in the Instagram and they're usually on Instagram is the same name. And that's like the easiest way to get a hold of it's them. Better, yeah. And it's better to follow them and, and, mm -hmm. watch and follow them on Instagram, but it was Justin crisp. Okay. Uh, toy I think cooker. I think that's his name toy cooker. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that I remember the most because I patterned the first custom that I did after him. Yeah. And I, I, th I love when, when customizers like say, this is how I did it, you know, and I, I yeah. cause I, I don't, I don't like it when, when they're like, I don't want to share my secrets. Like I get yeah. like some stuff, but when they like, don't, don't try to help anyone get into it. That, yeah. that kind of drives me crazy, man. Yeah. At that point, you're not in it for the community. You're in it to toot your own horn. Yeah. You know, passing knowledge and sharing knowledge and guys like that come across as jerks to me. Yeah. And you know, the thing is with, and I, and I get that too. And that's, you know, initially what I thought, but a lot of these guys, that's what their income is based out of. Yeah. And, yeah, and that, that's a that's a yeah, that's that, that's a little know. more understandable then. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, and the and the and the the fact is, as they get more and more popular, they get more and more contacts, mm -hmm. and they get a lot of questions being asked. And I haven't been doing customs for a while, but when I started getting a little bit more, and and this is all in in quotes, right, guys? Because we're not none of us are going to be YouTube famous, okay? We're not going to be PewDiePie's right. or whatever, right? Even the biggest, you know, the biggest guys in our space aren't like really big YouTubers, right? Um, you know, barring some guys like you know Shardimus Prime and Mgo and the ones that have like bigger, yeah. bigger job, yeah. And YouTube, uh, they're not that big, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but so when I started getting a little bit more popular. I, I mean, I get a ton of questions, a ton of questions. And then, so what I've tried to do is I've made videos. I made, vi you know, videos from all. What's that? Or just kind of like address like questions that you hear often. The very basic stuff, like how to crack <clears throat> a figure, how to prep figure gotcha. for painting, yeah. how to, how to fit a head on the neck. Like there's, there's mm -hmm. people that don't understand that it's, it's so easy to do. You just have to have the right tool. So I've put out all those yeah, videos man. on my, on my YouTube and, but I still like now on Instagram when I've gotten a little bit more popular on Instagram, so I can understand where where some of these very popular, very talented artists because that's essentially what they are. I'm I don't consider myself an artist. I consider myself a student 
and somebody who works hard to learn things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I imitate a lot. I don't really create like some of these, like a, like a Craig Warwick, who's one of my favorite. Oh, uh, that dude's mm-hmm. insane. That dude's insane. That dude is an artist. Uh, an mm-hmm. action figure Toronto. Yeah. Uh, that guy is an artist. But even, yeah, because like, even like Craig, like he does those live streams when he works on stuff. And it's like, <clears throat> even even if like someone like him who, who, who makes money doing that, they say, he like, doesn't make money. Craig doesn't sell his really? stuff. It's yeah, he, no. like, he mostly he does like that secret Santa stuff. I see all the time. Yeah, yeah I haven't really seen like, a video from him since this last year's Secret Santa. Even if like he, a guy like him, who's as skilled as he is, so, like I guess let's say he was making money or someone on that level. They're like, I sculpted it using this and this, using these tools. Like no one's gonna be able to sit there and replicate what they do to that level. To where, like, so, so that's why I'd say, like, to those people who do make money, it's like, even if you do share some some techniques, like, people aren't going to be able to replicate what you do still yeah. if you're like on that level. If you they know? don't have yeah. that talent, yeah, true, yeah, yeah, they can they right. can try they can try to replicate it to their best <clears throat> ability, but yeah, they're not going to be able to do what somebody with experience and actual talent can do. Yeah, that's, because they don't have they haven't um, what what a lot of these guys think unfortunately is that they can get to that level and that's yeah. what i've tried yeah. to, i've tried to bring awareness i've tried to bring an understanding of how many hours it takes to even get a custom done cool. so when these customizers that are are selling their things and they ask 350 dollars for a marvel legend or a 600 or 700 mm-hmm. some um some customs i've seen on ebay from loose collector sell for like 1600 yeah, dollars yeah. for a marvel legend for a six inch yeah. scale figure. right yeah. that's like mind-blowing but you have to understand all the all the time that went into first of all learning that skill, mm-hmm. two being uh, talented at that skill, and then three the time that it takes to make <laughs> customs. Yeah, and like the uh, the the clear good reputation and track record that they have because people aren't getting these figures in hand and be like, well, like there's all this paint rub. Yeah. It looks like shit in person because they're still right. they're still active. People are still buying from them. Right. You know. Yeah, and like, you're, you're sure, you say you're paying for their name as well because you know what yeah. you're going to get is an incredible finished product. It's like, a brand name. It's a brand name. Like Crashbox yeah. Customs, right? He's one yeah. of you guys, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, I was, was going to say some stuff when you guys were talking about, you know, like people sharing secrets and stuff. Chris has always been an open book, and that's always kind of cool to see. But, oh, like, yeah. I, I completely understand what you're saying where, like, these guys are talented and they have certain techniques and stuff that they've gone through while they're doing this and learned <clears> so <throat> that, you know, some people aren't as open as Chris is. Yeah, and it's, like, one thing that, that you kind of brought up, it's, it's like, being able to draw. Like, I can draw and I have always been able to draw. And, like, yeah. I can, it's, it's, like, with that, like, you can get better at it. But it is one of those things like you where like you either got it or you don't. You have a ceiling yeah. of how good you have. Yeah. yeah. And it's like right. you can I'm somewhere on the floor. My next oldest brother, like he just can't do it. You know what I mean? Like he's like he's tried, but it, and I think that's that's kind of what it is. It's like with it, it applies to customizing too. Like a guy like Craig Work, like he's got yeah. a vision. He can he can map it all out in his head and see yep. what the finished prod- product looks like, and that's yep. the difference, you know. And, and on top of that, to fill that gap, he's learned all these skills and techniques and put in the time and effort and energy into get, making his skill set better. 
the yeah. coolest the coolest thing that I learned from watching Craig Warwick is to not be afraid to have your own interpretation of a character. Oh yeah, and dude, that's why because, I love about like, work, man. a lot of Craig's best stuff is where he goes off the off the reservation and has like mm-hmm. his own interpretation of a character, like his Kang. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my god! That, yeah, and that, that Doctor Strange he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Another piece of art. Yeah, so I, I like what you're saying too about like how some customs are customs <laughs> and some are art. Like there's there's levels to the game, you know. Right. I, I I love that you mentioned that. Um, so we got how you got started, what you're doing now. Yep. Just what if anybody's looking to get into doing custom action figure work? What do you suggest that they do? Like, what's the first thing they say? I've just bought. A Hyperion buck. I've got, you know, I've got this. I want to make this character. You know, what what do you suggest? Like, where I, do you start? Unless if you're if you're not a trained artist, if you you know, like for me, I was an athlete going all the way through college. I never, I never ever ever thought that I would be number one collecting toys in my forties, or or doing any form of artistic expressing myself artistically if i can say that i'm sensitive people yeah but uh, uh if you're trained you're going to have a much easier time because you're just going to have to adapt to a new medium now you're going to be working on a 3d model where whereas before maybe you're just waiting you know you've done some sculpting or you've done you know some painting now you're going to be putting that all together in in a, a new new form of art uh, if you're untrained like me, you're going to have to, you, you, first of all, you have to understand how you learn. Uh, and uh, uh, Sam, no, Sam's the teacher, right? Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Sam is the teacher. So he, he'll he understand some learning theories here, right? Right. If, if you're a kinesthetic learner, you're going to be one that's going to be working with your hands. You're, you, that's how you learn. If you're a visual learner, you, it, you know, like Action Figure Toronto, he puts his stuff down, photographs, and then he writes it out. Mm-hmm. That's going to be great for visual learners. I'm terrible at that. I cannot learn that way. It's very difficult. I love his stuff, and I have to work really, really hard to understand it, even though I'm a somewhat intelligent individual. But I just it's hard for me to lift it like that. For me, videos are the best way to learn. So uh, when And I know that's kind of visual too, but there's just something different that when it's you're seeing it in a video to when it's just on a flat. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how to distinguish the two, but I just know I learned better from video. So know how you learn. And then before you buy anything, start, you'll watch a ton of videos, go on Instagram, see how people are doing their customs. Uh, and then, you know, don't pester them, but they'll, they'll give, they'll give advice here and there. Like for instance, that's why I, I mean, I've created, I have, I have a lot of how to videos on my channel. I have a playlist. I have two different playlists. When I've gone live, kind of like what Craig Ward does, and he just mm-hmm. works all the way through a custom, to where I've made a, a video, you know, how I made a, a particular custom. Go and learn from me. Learn from my what I've done right and what I've done wrong, because I'll put my mistakes on there too. Watch all this stuff. It's so much easier to learn from wisdom than by experience, because if you learn by experience, it's going to cost you more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may cost you a finger because you can cut, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude! Or foot. I've dude, cut myself my on, like. on, on live on YouTube. I've cut myself. Thankfully, I didn't have to go to the, the hospital. Damn, but, I know what my hands look like after a night of doing an off the runner. <laughs> stuff. So that would be the way to start. Like, st- yeah. do that and then plan your custom. 
So if you're going to be doing a character, uh, you mentioned a, a Hyperion bug. Let's say you're going to do Sentry. Yeah, Sentry is pretty easy. Um, I, a lot of these guys, a lot of these new guys, try to sculpt the face. Don't do that because it's going to look like trash. And don't sculpt unless you're a trained sculptor. I can't. I I've been doing customs for about four years now. I can't sculpt the face. Dude, uh, I can't I sculpt like anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've done very so, basic shit. Yeah, yeah, use existing parts. Start slow. Maybe, maybe you know, paint, repaint a figure. Start repainting a figure. Yeah. Uh, next, maybe you know, do a kit bash. Like you're breaking apart a figure and you're putting it together to look like your character. I, uh, did, I just want to say something real quick. I yeah, think that that's it. great what you're doing on this week in customs, where you're pointing out the difference between a new paint job, a kit bash, and a total custom. I like mm-hmm. how I like how you're differentiating the different levels of what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I, I, as, I, I really you appreciate you that. Gundams, right? You do Gundams. Uh, a couple of us. Rob, somebody here. Rob somebody and Josh do Gundams. Gundams. Yeah. So there's a certain amount of kit bashing that goes into Gundams too, right? That oh, you yeah. can change. I mean, same with Transformers. You can kit bash a Transformer yeah. to a certain degree. Uh, and I'm not sure if I'm using the, the term correctly. Somebody oh, no, absolutely uh, was chastising right. me, even, uh, kit bashing the other even, day. Uh, even in miniatures, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do a lot of miniature painting, and you can, you know, kit bash miniatures together, take parts from one, add to another. Uh, sculpt in extra pieces or extra bits to make it look like a seamless transition. I've been doing a little bit of that. <clears throat> so there's all the techniques can be applied in the same way, you right. know, with the customizing and kit bashing, like with Gundam and mm-hmm. miniatures as well, which so is what my twos. That's uh that's the beer and bolter show, right? Kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of. They, they, they do a lot of Warhammer stuff. Warhammer. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm more into like fantasy miniature stuff. Oh, gotcha. But see, that would be good. Like, uh, I've I've watched hun- probably hundreds of videos on YouTube from those uh, miniature painters, because that that's the first thing that you know you learn to to draw by or paint by hand, and then you move to an mm-hmm. airbrush, and then you can do both. Mm-hmm. But those guys are able to do so much in that small of a space. Mm-hmm. It's pretty phenomenal what they're able to do. Yeah. Recently, for example, I repainted that Professor X uh, hover chair. Yeah. That Mar- and I followed Action Figure Toronto, and he mentioned something called the edge highlighting. I had no yeah. idea what edge lighting was, <laughs> but he mentioned that that's where he, he probably learned it from the miniature guys, the miniature uh, yep. painters. Yeah. I that's... went and I up edge, edge highlighting, and it's actually a pretty easy technique to do, mm-hmm. and it causes your your whatever you're painting, if you do it correctly, uh, it, it causes to look like light is reflecting off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you got artistic. And then, you know, there's like Zenithal priming where you prime with a dark and then hit it from the light source with a lighter primer. Uh, you know, you've got your metallic uh, metal colors, your non-metallic metals that you can do. So many techniques that are all very useful in learning and translating to, say, Marvel Legends when you customize or to Gundams. And that's where I started with all of it, with the mini painting. And it's just a wonderful, and everybody's like, oh, I could never do that on something that small. Yeah, you can. It takes practice. You you learn methods to steady your hands and everything. And that makes it so much easier to translate to something a little bit larger. 
when you right. do something that small, learning those techniques in that compact area, when you start working on something in a six inch scale, it's like, oh, I know exactly what I need to do. And you've got more surface area to work with. And I think it's easier to translate it to that larger surface as a result. Yeah, so right. I'm having the exact opposite problem. I used to do shit like that with airbrushing on cars and motorcycles and whatnot, mm. and doing custom paint work just as a hobby. And I'm trying to scale that down now to doing like custom paint on Gundam kits and shit. And I'm struggling, dude. I yeah. am failing epically. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. I just, I can't seem to make the scale drop. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're used to cool. working with a, with a different pressure too, right? When well, you're, when you're airbrushing? No. Actually, the airbrush kit that you would buy for doing like your Gundams or your customs uh -huh. is the exact same stuff we use doing on cars and bikes. You're, oh, like, really? Now, your main paint gun is different. Like okay. when you're laying your base coats and shit. And I can lay candies, I can lay metallics, all that. But I trying to scale it down to something that big is just eluding me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, just I just one real quick thing with Brock and then I figure we can move on to news Brock I want you've mentioned action figures Toronto a few times and like I wouldn't have found how to do that Dr. Octopus mod without your channel like referring me to you know action figure Toronto is there anybody else besides that that you think that people should be watching well it yeah my show uh this week in <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely that goes without saying but I, I'm telling you right now that when you watch this week in customs, you get exposed to a lot. Not everybody, because not everybody's doing. You know, not not all the artists are hashtagging. Not not all the artists necessarily want uh, their customs featured on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, there's so many more artists, you know, that that are not part of the show. But there's a a, a good amount of people. Mm -hmm. And as far as teaching wise, I I want to think. I want to say like I think customs by Machu. Yeah, okay. I maybe I think he has a website. I follow him on Instagram. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm getting him confused with somebody else. But but really, the the guys that are that are actively teaching that Kyle are the Robinson bigger names does a lot of that stuff. Who um, Kyle Robinson's customs? Okay. Oh yeah, he um, a bunch of tutorials and stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what uh, I. I I just did the show, so I have all these names running in my head. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I know how that goes. Uh, today was the longest episode. It was really dumb of me. I went like 50 minutes long. I was hoarse by the time I was done. I can't uh, wait. So I can't wait till tomorrow. Like I said, we got the unbroadcasted after this and stuff, so I can't watch. But yeah, there um, were so oh. many customs uh, out there. What? So I, I think Action Figure Toronto, he's good because he will lay it out step by step. Obviously, Craig Work. Uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, oh, um, see that this is what happens. I'm old, and then I have all these. Glenn Webb, yeah. Glenn Webb was probably the original, maybe the original, <laughs> yeah, maybe the originator. If you go back, he has so many things on his channel, customs wise, and then you'll see him. Uh, he'll start. Uh, he'll he'll do his sculpting with a toothpick, and that's why I use the toothpick because I saw him doing it. Yeah, and you can pick up little things here and there. I would watch a lot of if, if painting. If you're going to focus on painting, I would definitely watch a lot of the uh, the Warhammer, the miniature uh, paint guys. I don't know them by name. You right. just can do a search. Like you mentioned, Senefel priming. I wish I would have learned how to do Senefel priming 
early on when I started painting, I just didn't really understand. Some I may have heard about it, just like I, you know, I may have seen uh, somebody to the level of Craig Ward do something and maybe watch them do it. But at the time where I was in my level, I, I, it was too big of a jump for me, like like yeah. you mentioned, yeah. to even be able to try that, right? Yeah. Uh, but there's some guys that will show their work. Uh, and I can't think there, there really there, there was a, I, I feel like there was a, a need for it on YouTube, which is why I started doing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm and I'm really nobody. I'm I, my level is maybe a little bit of, uh, above a beginner's level. I don't consider myself. Uh, I don't sell my customs. I don't want to have that headache. Right. Dude, uh, yeah. I, uh, I don't consider myself at the, the, the upper echelon. But what I do consider myself is a good teacher. And the knowledge that I that I have, I can and I have been able to pass on. So I would, I would without, um, you know, obviously this is self-serving, but I would watch, I would get on my playlist and then just watch that. And then eventually, you know, watch the This Week in Customs and then just pick out the artists that you like yeah. and then start following them on Instagram and maybe interact with them. And I say that, I say that um, reserved, uh, I don't want to like, don't inundate with these people. The, yeah. the problem is, and I try to answer everybody that, that contacts me, but I got to be honest, it starts getting a little bit, um, it perturbs me a little bit and when they're asking It's got to be overwhelming too. What's that? It's got to be overwhelming too. It, it can be. Uh, at this point, I'm not so overwhelmed that I can't a- answer mm-hmm. questions, but I can imagine you know, down the road if my channel keeps on getting more popular or whatever, that I, w- I won't be able to answer those questions. But you have to understand when you contact somebody like that, that they, they're working, they're limited in time yeah. and they're not just going to be living on their phone. And if they're getting inundated with the same type of questions, they probably stopped answering questions. So I refer people to my videos because they're asking me and then I, I'll have what's annoying is and you guys would agree that I tell them, hey, yeah, just watch it on my video. I'll even give them the link sometimes and say, you know, but can you just tell me? I don't want to. I, I don't want to go through all that yeah. work to watch it. Right? It's like I'm lazy, man. Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah. if you, if you yeah. don't want to go through the work, you yeah. really don't want it. Yeah. Like, and like you took the time to make the video right. about it. So. And like right. that. That's what I want to say, Brock. Is like you're so good about like when you find a new technique or something new going on that you shout that person out. And I love that mm-hmm. because like if you watch this week in customs, you'll find out. Oh, okay, this is what this person is doing. And if you go to this link that Brock just mentioned, you'll be able to see how they did it. You know what I mean? I, I really appreciate that because like I'm a begin I'm a beginner at, at customs. I just I just do what I enjoy, but like watching your show every week has like made such a difference because it's not just your show, but it's also the stuff that you recommend and the things that like um you put on your show allow people to see what's going on out there so they can look up those artists and see what they're doing and stuff and. And if you're into customs, once you see those artists, you can get your own uh, like inspiration for what you want to do. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a there's a customizer that goes by Bordad Customs on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My most popular this week in customs video featured his his art on the uh, on the thumbnail, and it it has about. I mean, it's an ordinate amount of views for my channel, but what it did for him was his Instagram grew by over a thousand. Uh, yeah, dude, like literally awesome, in a few days, it went, phew, which is awesome. crazy. 
Yeah. Which I think it's great because, you know, I am, I, the show is not about me. I don't, I haven't featured, I don't feature my <laughs> customs on it. It's, it's about right. other customizers. And I have, and I know for a fact that I have driven business their way, which is fantastic for the, for those that, uh, you know, are selling their mm-hmm. customs. And then for the other people, it, it's pretty nice. Um, you know, you can post it on your Instagram and you're, you're, you're new. But if you post it and you get it on This Week in Customs as it's gotten more popular, then you'll have a few thousand people looking at it, which, I mean, how cool yeah. is that? And, it, and, it's, and it's cool, like, when you've done stuff and, and people tell you, like, hey, that looks great, you know, because you, you really only see stuff with your own eyes. And, right. like, you don't, you don't appreciate it the same way that somebody, uh, someone else might appreciate it. So it's, it's cool to hear that. Just say, hey, like, the work you're putting in is, is paying off and – yeah, I, I I just like I, I'm such a I'm such a fan. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, Thanks, I'm, so, I'm sorry if I keep making you uncomfortable or whatever, but like I really <laughs> enjoy. It makes, it makes all of us uncomfortable. It's well, okay. hey, <laughs> I, I got to apologize at least to the guests. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, I had a question, man, because it's like how everything that you do seems to be really community based. Um, like how important, or, or I guess like what is that? Sorry about that, fellas. That was a Nick screw up. I went ahead and hit my uh, computer and got all my video cards knocked out. So don't let him fool you. He was raging at Star Trek. That too. <laughs> he, was playing, he was playing League of Legends. And he went like this to his monitor. <laughs> you that, knew. You know that's one thing I haven't done since we started the show is play League during the show, or else you'd know about it. Believe me. Because I, I would be a salty, salty, salty bitch. Be so normal. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and call this part two, and we're going to get into the news of this week. Let me yeah, go this ahead. is why we have so many episodes, because we keep having all these technical failures. And then just, we and it's all Brammer. It's, yeah. it's just all Brammer, okay? We're just going to rename the show Brammer Breaks the Internet. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a good For one. For real, man. It's, uh, it's insane. How badly I do this shit. Hey, we got and four in the so, chat. We're still. supposed to. We're supposed hey, to be hey. live right now, and I can't see it in the. Uh, we are. I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing you scrolling around through YouTube. Okay. okay oh, I you're seeing it. my YouTube shit. I'm uh, seeing your YouTube. Uh, okay, that's my fault. Yeah, you need to capture the hangout. Yeah. Brammer, lay that. off the vodka and Red Bulls, buddy. Oh, Jesus, dude, I've only had one. <laughs> dude, it's because it was sugar-free. and it He's only up. had one. Oh, jeepers yeah. creepers. Let me... It was this big. Okay, I saw it pop up to the Hangout for a second. Uh, and now it switched sure. back over to the YouTube. Yeah, Daddy's got to oh. do some work here. <laughs> hey, at least we don't Work have me, Daddy. Oh, Lord. What's up, Eric? What's up, Jason? What's up, KJ? How's everybody Thank doing? Uh, Thanks for following us back. <laughs> yeah, uh, look at Y'all Eric. Eric. Back back Sorry. Yeah, thank you guys for coming back. <laughs> he's um, he's like, thumbs down. <laughs> he's, uh, I posted that up in the realm. I was like, we're having technical difficulties. He put the, he was like, what is this, amateur hour? <laughs> yeah. As usual. There we go. Look, I did it. I fixed it. Whoa. <sighs> Finally. Yeah, there we go. Okay, guys. Again, I'm sorry. It was, again, the Nick Brammer Amateur Hour. So, you noob. I hope that everybody enjoyed our little talk with Brock. 
And now we're going to go ahead and get into some news. Yeah, and at least Brock got got a real idea of what hey, this show is like. It's, it's, it's not capturing the nope. hangout again. Oh, Are you God. serious? Oh, yeah, it's just, it like it's okay, just Okay, hold intro. on, hold on. Um, let me do one thing, and we'll be fine. Again, the Brammer Amateur Prime Hour. says, truck drivers suck. Oh, that's Eric. He's, he's, there we go. He's giving <sighs> me hell because reasons. He just gives Robin General a thumbs down. Yeah, pretty much. That's all right. I'll drive over his ass and we'll we'll take care of that problem. If anybody's not giving this show a thumbs down at this point, I'm I'm really surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I know we had one in part one. Jesus, Christopher. Okay. Par for the course. So, Brock, I I hope we didn't sour you on our show too much. (laughs) Not at all. Let's do it. All right, cool. We're going to go ahead and move into news now. So, um, Jesus, if I could get the microphone right and everything. See, when something fucked up happens, I go into panic mode. <laughs> and shit gets even more fucked up. Yeah. But, it's, all right. uh, it's, all good. it's all good. There was a funny article that came out this week about Keanu Reeves and Marvel. They say that they've been working with him for about three or four years trying to get him the perfect role. Adam Warlock. That's Dude. that's been mentioned. Um, it's been mentioned that he might be in line for the Eternals that they're shooting with Angelina Jolie. Um, with Angelina Jolie being Cersei, the only other like Eternals role with any meat to it would be Icarus. I don't know shit about the Eternals. Man. Yeah, the the Eternals aren't that popular. I mean, they tried to make them a thing a couple years ago, but um. Yeah, they were uh, they're a fringe Kirby creation. Um, no, the Eternals aren't they the, or is that the Celestials that I might be thinking of? The ones that were, uh, like Gideon. They showed up in X Force and they had a very that's that's, that's the Eternals. That's the Eternals. Okay, my bad. With an X, actually, um, Liefeld create created them with Gideon and some other mutants like Selene. Nick, did yeah. you, when John Hickman did the Avengers at the beginning of Marvel now, mm-hmm. you remember that gold dude that like was on the Mars or something? X Nihilo? Yeah, what was he? I have no idea. Brock, you got any no. idea? No. No. You it was a good buck for customs. I know it wasn't the Hyperion buck yeah. that I got for four it's bucks. Easy to get. Yeah. <laughs> Um, X Nihilo, I really didn't follow that much of the Avengers when Hickman was writing it. I know it was a good story. Yeah. Like he had the Apocalypse twins first and then he moved all the way up to Infinity and stuff. And that was interesting. Yeah. But um who who would you guys like want Keanu Reeves to play? For the things mentioned, Warlock. I think that would be cool because I heard Zach Efron was um attached to him, but since you guys mentioned it, I want him to play Wolverine, dude. Hey, Zach Efron? He's, oh, yeah, he's like relatively small. He's only like five nine or something. I'm gonna Is withhold I'm gonna withhold my opinion on that until I see the fucking uh what's the serial killer he just did? Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, that yeah, the Ted Bundy that. shit he just did on Netflix. Um because, yeah, as long as if we can't get Tom Hardy to play him, I'm yeah. going to have to. Oh, Tom Hardy would be great as well. Yeah, he would. 
he, but he's um I think he's like signed on to do Venom too now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Eddie Brock. Yeah, he's Eddie Brock, and he was a damn good Eddie Brock too. I didn't, I didn't realize how. I never saw that movie until until I watched like the end credit scene to Venom a few times. I did not realize how good a choice Woody Harrelson would be for Carnage. Oh, dude, I thought that was gonna be epic oh. right from the get. Dude, I think that wig looks goofy on him because I feel like Woody Harrelson's got like his face looks too old to have that red of hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you know how like you can see a dude and you can just like point him out out of a crowd like that dude dyes his hair black or blonde yes. or whatever because yes. your face like as you grow older your face gets all wet, like, transparent wet and, the yeah. face looks transparent and then if your hair yeah. doesn't match it's like a big red flag but like that's the first thing i thought of when i saw that scene and, and ever since then like i love woody harrelson don't get me wrong but yeah dude i thought after seeing him in zombie land it's like yeah it, the, the carnage thing makes sense well the car the carnage thing made sense as soon as they did the fucking end credit scene for venom i mean dude he, just don't give him, it, don't give him that bozo the clown wig you know what i mean no it's dude like, i want that wig i want I, I want fucking woody harrelson to go all fucking de niro fucking method on it yeah dude, i think he will like i like i said i love that dude man He's a great actor. He was also a true detective. I don't know if you guys have oh, seen that. that was, yeah. I fell in love with him. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That was one of my favorite shows of all time. He's just He's got a hell of a scope because everybody kind of tries to pin him as a comedy actor, but when you see him in more serious dude, I roles, think, dude. I, I generally think he just plays himself in yeah. all the roles that he's in. Well, so does Keanu Reeves, but yeah. we still love him. <laughs> Keanu Reeves needs to have a role that he doesn't have that many speaking lines. Dude, Brock, I'm glad you said that because I think that's one of the strengths in those John Wick movies is because they don't have that much dialogue. Like they're kind of like minimal dialogue yeah. movies. That's why you work in him because when he, a lot of times when he talks, I do cringe, even though I love the dude. But just for some reason, his delivery is it's like Ted's over again. That's yeah. what. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't cringe with his with his lines, but he's a very just his demeanor, he's a very soft-spoken... Like you, you look at him and see a guy who doesn't speak much, but when he speaks, it's important. And that's that, why like, he worked great with Constantine. That, yeah. He was fantastic in that movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. What he about him as, a, as, as Moon Knight? Oh, I yeah! That, I think that would be... Um, well, is Moon Knight... Moon Knight's, Moon's like, uh, Moon Knight's a little quippier, though. I, There's a lot of iterations of him. There, yeah, they have also. You can go from like the. It's kind of like you pick your poison with that, like. Yeah. yeah. Like you can go from like where it was artist dominated with like Stephen Platt all the way up to like where Warren Ellis wrote him, and it was a completely different thing. Like Moon Knight is, he, he he's a concept that Marvel like pulls out of the pulls out of the mothballs every once in a while and has a go at. You know, it's like nobody's nailed him exactly yet. So, mm-hmm. but like with what you guys were mentioning with um, Keanu, like, you know, have having him not speak as much like Warlock. That's perfect. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I'd like to see him um, in that role. Dude, it sucks that they already did the uh, what was it the um, who's Black Bolt? It sucks that I did Black Bolt. Yeah, on that TV show. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to talk at all, you know? <laughs> I hear you, bro. Um, yeah, so. Oh, they did it on the Shield show? No, well, they the actually Inhuman had. Inhuman series. In, in yeah, human. they had a small oh, dude, Inhuman I series. That, I didn't see it. 
Yeah, a lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't, and I think if I did watch it, I would want those ninety minutes back. I don't well, know why I didn't think of this before, but what about doing Eternity or Living Tribunal with them? Mm. And they're going galactic. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's the thing, man. They're going um, or even the oh, Beyonder, Silver Surfer. Yeah, but oh, he's God. an action guy. They're gonna want him. They're yeah, gonna want him gonna to be doing action like John Wick. He what does that the, well. Beyonder would be doing that kind of stuff, though, wouldn't he? Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna pull the Beyonder out. Like he, so. they, they didn't even have him in the newest Secret Wars. You know, they had it more like Marvel centric. Like mm-hmm. the Beyonder, I mean, I don't know how long it's been since he's shown up because even like uh, they did a Secret War back in the mid two thousands, and it was based more on like Nick Fury and like when Doctor Doom went missing and how uh, like there was a stealth team that went into Latveria and shit. Right. Yeah. So there's that, and so like the Beyonder hasn't shown up in years. So I don't know how I don't know how attached Marvel would be to bring. Like that character out of mothballs. I think, and besides, like, the perfect person to play the Beyonder would be David Hasselhoff because that's who they drew him to look <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, like David Hasselhoff. Damn, did they really? I didn't know that. Dude, know that David too. Hasselhoff or Will Ferrell? <laughs> that would be fun. All right, so getting off Keanu in Marvel, uh, DC this week officially announced the death of Vertigo. Um, as a fan growing up, you had your comics where you would read your Marvels and your DCs, and then before like Dark Horse or Image were really popular, you had Vertigo. And like that's you where you were doing something bad when you were reading a Vertigo book. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, Vertigo was such a great imprint from everything Grant Morrison did. To Neil Gaiman, you know, even the Alan Moore shit they had on there. Because you all know I hate Alan Moore. He's going to cast a spell on you, dude. Easy. Yeah, dude, Nick's going to turn into like a fucking toad live on air. He already, he already cast a spell on my fucking computer. That's what happened earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Talking all that shit. You got to be careful. But yeah, um, Vertigo was hugely influential. Um, Karen Berger was the first line runner of the book. Of the, uh, imprint and it's it's sad to see vertigo go um at the same time D- that they announced that vertigo is dead dc isn't has announced a new horror imprint run by joe hill who is stephen king's son so that should be pretty interesting anybody well, got anything to say about the death of vertigo like he's gonna be able to, to write pretty well yeah um he's done a few novels and stuff rock um and his father, I, I don't know about him, but his father actually did like some X Men stories and shit. So oh, wow. yeah, he he should. It should be interesting to see what he does. And nobody has anything to say. I have nothing um, else to add on. All right, cool. R.I.P. R.I.P. to Virgo, man. Yeah. Peace to. I mean, see, I'm just but gonna. There if you want to go back and read it, you know. Yeah, like. You know, Doom Patrol, Animal Man, just yeah. all those '90s titles that. You know... Do you think that's why they killed Swamp Thing? I think no. Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing was a thing to do with funding and and a yeah, whole bunch it of was that happened with uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh. it was North Carolina. I was gonna say I wasn't sure if it was North oh. Carolina or Georgia, but it has to do with the funding 
Um, well, it wasn't it wasn't the state's fault though. It was somebody on the showrunner side that didn't submit the paperwork to the state in time. Yeah, that's all oh, I heard, man. That's a bummer. I heard um, I don't I don't know if I've heard anything about the show whether it's good or not. But I mean, <coughs> bless you. Pardon me. Sorry, yeah, couldn't like, get to I, the I, mute I, button I, in time. Numerous people <laughs> say that that show is pretty darn good. That's yeah, what I've heard too. It's like it's been it's been solid to me, man, for what it was. Yeah, it's been pretty positive, like, what I've heard from people. I haven't watched it yet. I do have the DC Universe app, but I just haven't checked it out yet. But to me, I mean, just that, like, it's kind of like when DC bought Wildstorm. You know, it's like the end of an era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, even though, like I said, like, all the stuff's still there, it does suck because, like, there there's, like, a stigma to Vertigo. Which is what I kind of mentioned earlier, and it's like, oh shit, it's a vertigo. So like, it's almost like yeah. you knew it was gonna be good. Yeah, you know? that was the thing. Like, if you weren't into the mainline mainline DC shit, and you read Vertigo, you still had that connection to the universe because a lot of stuff like Constantine that was in Vertigo and other <laughs> shit like that, like wrapped into the main DC universe. But I mean, just uh, so many amazing things came out of that. Even like low rent shit, like Black Orchid. That Neil Gaiman did back in the day. Tied into Sandman and shit. Uh, Death. The high cost of living. You know all that shit that <laughs> ran are, out of Sandman. Was Vertigo. Like the, the best titles. Because it's like you read. Um, you know these these writers. That are on X-Men. Or Batman or whatever. And then when, when they go to these smaller imprints. And they just, they just have like complete freedom. To kind of do what they want to do. Like that's where you get their best stories. You know. Hell yeah! It's like any outlet for them to do that. Uh, I'll, I'll buy into it. I hear that. There was some new footage for Star Wars: Fallen Order this week. Did any of you guys check that out? A oh. little bit. A little bit. What do you think, Rob? I've been digging the game since the E3 presser they did with it. That's it's going to be an awesome, awesome game as long as EA doesn't EA it. Yeah, like Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean by that, Rob? EA has a very, very solid track record of just completely destroying games in the f- in in the uh, scope of let's see where we can shove in pay to win mechanics. Let's see where we can shove in microtransactions, even on their single player experience. And this is supposed to be entirely a single player only game. It is not meant for multiplayer or any of that. And I don't know. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but EA's track record hasn't been good with that. So what's the, where's the story take place? Because I'm not familiar that they were coming out with a new game. It's um, right after Order 66, right? Okay. Yeah. I believe so, yeah. So like, they're taking like place in between like and three and four. <clears throat> is it going to yeah. go kind of in line? Because I know that Clone Wars is coming back, uh, the cartoon. They're going to do. They're going to continue that storyline, but I'm not sure where they're going to be picking it, it up. It's really funny what they choose to do uses canon with and what they don't some video games are canon and some aren't with the new this disney is, stuff this has been mentioned specifically that is meant to be canonical okay cool. okay cool yeah anything that they're putting out at this point is canon that's like they don't like all the yeah so it's i don't know it'll be cool I'm just hoping, like Rob said, I played the Battlefront games, mm-hmm. and I was like, these both were dumb for different reasons. Yeah. You know, what I mean? I'm like, Battlefront I'm like, Two is like dumb for all the right reasons, though, for me. 
Yeah. Like, it's just fun to fucking be the emperor and run around and shoot yeah, people that, with that's lightning. Like that. it's cool. I, I but... just play multiplayer, so that's me, you know. Mm-hmm. That's Fuck pretty much all player. front games are. Yeah. There's like when, a, I, when, I, when I buy a Star Wars game, I want a good story. That's what I expect, you know. Well, that Battlefront Two is supposed to have a way better story than Battlefront. <laughs> it doesn't. One, it's got you know? a four-hour little story arc offshoot thing, and it's well, the, it's, the story it's, is good. It's just too short. Yeah, yeah. And that sucks, man. Because I feel like if you want if you want to play like a multiplayer like shoot 'em up type of game. Like you have a bunch of other options. Star Wars doesn't need to fit into that into that niche. Right. Well, it's, can... it, it's fun to to have that battle royale sort of because I don't like battle royale games traditionally, but that kind of get in there, have a little bit of fun in the Star Wars universe, and get out is is good for. I think like have that hour. have that option in the game. Yeah, like, I don't. Option, yeah. don't build. I don't the game think it should that. be the focus you know? of the entire game. Right, you know, have it as an option, but create a story, create a campaign. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what people well, want, and that's Star the thing. Wars. Even the Battlefield games that that the Star Wars Battlefront games are based loosely on the engine that they're used on are actually fairly story driven. Even in their multiplayer component, they have they have a real strong co op component to the game, mm-hmm. and then they did not do that with Battlefront. Which is stupid because it's the Star Wars universe. It's not just a war game. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a bummer. <clears throat> but hopefully, because I mean, sorry. Uh, bless you, because like all the games that like that Star Wars fans speak fondly of, like Knights of the Old Republic, mm. uh, Shadows of the Empire, going yeah. way back. Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, dude, that was uh, a good game. Like well, it, all- it was, it was a game. <laughs> it was okay. Did you play it when it was an N64 era, or did you go yeah, back and play I did. it later? I played it when it was N64 era, but see, and I've gone back and played it since when it came out. <laughs> I, I played it when it came out, and I loved it. I thought I yeah. thought it was great. Yeah, and then you got the Jedi Academy games, and you've got the Jedi Academy was a lot better. Mm-hmm. But it's like all those games they they had they had engaging stories and, and characters that survived well on past the games, you know. Yeah. Well, the, the yeah, plot for this Fallen game. Order it sounds like it's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're setting it up to be. Um, and I think they learned from their mistakes with the last two Battlefront games. I hope so, but EA doesn't have a track record for learning from shit. Although I'm hoping with yeah. Disney smacking them around and saying, "All right, we're more powerful than you." Kind of put keep that thumb Disney. Disney said we're fine with what EA's doing. They didn't say they wanted to course correct anything. When did they say that? I'm curious. Earlier this year, I remember seeing okay. it in an article. Maybe they were referring to this new game, and I'm hopefully yeah. that's mm-hmm. hopefully. Well, I wish I wish they would resurrect level thirteen thirty three or whatever it was. Thirteen thirteen. Thirteen thirteen. Yeah. 13, 13, yeah. I, Josh, I think we're gonna see a lot of that in the Mandalorian. I think they're recycling that's, some. Yeah, that's what that's what I've heard is that like uh, Favreau's designed for the main dude definitely. Yeah. And like, Fa- like and like Favreau's main, you know, impetus to go to impetus to impetus, go to yeah. you know, that universe is the what was going to be the thirteen thirteen game and a lot of that's mm-hmm. gonna go into the Mandalorian, like you said. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see I'm fine with that. Yeah. When's but the- yeah, this uh What's up, Brock? 
when's the Mandalorian supposed to come out? It's Shit, supposed to be one of the launch titles for the Disney Plus streaming service. Mm-hmm. So November twelfth, then. Yeah, for... so around oh, yeah. November, December. Oh wow, it's coming up. Can't and wait. Th- this fallen Give order it releases uh, November fifteenth, so that's going to yeah. be I think the Tuesday yeah. after. Star Wars comes out this year, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah dude, December. December. Wow, dude, that's sneaking up on me. November, December is going to be great months for Star Wars content. Yeah. yeah, and one of the uh, main antagonists in this uh, Fallen Order game is going to be the second sister, an Inquisitor trained by Darth Vader in the Darth Vader comics. So we will get a GameStop exclusive figure of her, probably. Dude, if GameStop dope. is still doing exclusives at that point, D- well, <laughs> they're folding the Think Geeks into the GameStops now. So yeah, because yeah. they own. Yeah. So I mean, with. Oh, is that Game, games that? GameStops gets exclusives and Think Geek does too. So, so is that like yeah. Think Geek going out of business or like GameStop? Their no, website yeah. is shutting down. Their brick and mortar stores are going to stay open, but a majority of them are already combined with GameStop stores. Yeah. Okay. It's you just gonna be all that. folded under the GameStop. And we talked and we talked about like their mall footprint thing that GameStop has. Like a lot of them are yeah. counting Think Geek stores for their footprints. Right. Uh, okay. So like they're just gonna rebrand and combine is all they're doing. Yeah, so a lot of places where you see like two GameStops in a mall, one of them's gonna be a GameStop, one of them's gonna be a Think Geek. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> we got all right. We got Paul Rudd casting Ghostbusters. Yay! I'm for it. Yeah. yeah that's like, good. was there any word in that article who he's supposed to play? No, no. That he has just received the call and that he slimed himself. Yeah, I heard. And that. Then when he was in, he was he actually filmed an Instagram video in front of the fire station. Yeah, I and saw he's that like, too. in fact, yeah, I'm cool. slimming myself right now. That's what he said in it. But, yeah. I, I like that dude. Like, oh, I love Paul Rudd. Oh yeah. And Jason Reitman said, you know, I've been wanting to work with him on a project since uh, one of my short films premiered in front of Wet Hot American Summer back at the Sundance Festival in yeah. 2001. So they're finally going to be working together, and I've got a lot of hopes for this movie. Yeah, uh, do you think like, they, they're playing on the the whole? With this new Ghostbusters cast, the one is supposed to be the grandchild of one of the originals. That's all like speculation. That, that's, that's, that's something that's, that I that's said, all actually. Speculation. I think where this one is going right, where the all-female one went wrong, is that they're incorporating the old storylines. And they're bringing in some of the yeah, old uh, it's cast. Not, yeah, it's well, not, nobody's been confirmed from the old cast yet. Oh, I thought Ackroyd was... Uh, nobody's been confirmed yet. They said they're on board to do it, but nobody's received a call yet. Well, that could be too. Who knows? I was just wondering if maybe Paul Rudd plays the father of one of them or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like Paul Rudd could be like Venkman's son, and then Paul Rudd's kid could be the grandchild that they were talking about in their earlier casting rules. Like, uh, he, they did say he's going to be playing a teacher, I think, but they didn't name him just said he was going to be a teacher in the small town where this is taking place. But yeah, I could see fucking Paul Rudd as Venkman Jr. Oh, yep. yeah. That would fit. Uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be Oscar. 
Finkman adopted him. They got back together. Him and Weaver, Scorny Weaver, all that shit. Yeah. I think actually she has been confirmed. Yeah. Dude, what if he was Oscar, man? That'd be funny. I thought Janine, the actor just plays that Janine was confirmed too, wasn't she? Any parts? No. I haven't. No. I haven't heard that, that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Secretary lady. Because what's Annie Potts doing right now? Dude, she was hot back in the day, man. Yeah, she had the she had that secretary ballbuster look that was yeah. quite appealing. <clears throat> all right, we're gonna have a quick show because of all the technical difficulties. But uh, last story is Friday the Thirteenth license is pulled from NECA. Basically, yeah, dude, this is this is this is a. Bummer for NECA, man. Yeah, basically yeah. what's going on is Sean Cunningham is fighting his production company. Um, So, like, he, Sean Cunningham did one and two, I believe, for Friday the 13th. And so he's the original creator of the series. But the rights get really messed up, especially when um, New Line purchased the rights to do movies for Friday the 13th. So it's affecting everything from Friday the 13th video games to the NECA series of figures. But the thing that's confusing to me is if the license has been pulled from NECA, why haven't we heard anything about Mezco? I think maybe they they bought the license to do that one figure. Mm-hmm. And then maybe since they, they did that and that was it, that, like maybe their license is up. They're like, we're going to buy it to do this figure. We put it out and it's done. So maybe that's hey. why. So, sorry, I just wanted to say I did see just now in an article Sigourney Weaver and Annie Potts both been confirmed, but the rest oh. have not been. Yeah, but they should be appearing. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, what I, thought. Okay. I thought I read somewhere that Annie Potts had been confirmed. Sorry. I'm glad we have you here, Rob. For real. I, I could have been totally wrong. It wouldn't be the first time, and it won't be the last. That's why you have Josh, because Josh actually knows his yeah, shit. Josh actually <laughs> knows what he's talking about. He's like the one person. Some, sometimes. Fake it till you make it is my motto, man. No, with, um, oh, with that, man. that Mezco, Jason, I think um, they, they do put a lot of one-off figures out, so I wonder yeah. if that factors into their licensing. It's yeah. like they purchase it In to the- make put out one product, whereas NECA has been doing a line of them. Yeah, right. and like the the thing, uh, the thing is, and the only thing that's been mentioned so far is NECA is still going through with what they have in development. So that means that the uh, part five Ultimate Roy figure is still coming out. Okay. So what they have in development already is still coming out. They can't develop anything new. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad Brock, you're here because I don't, I don't know if you might know anything about this but like just like the kind of trickery that NECA has to do with their licensing because I know like for example like with that Heath Ledger Joker that they put out like it had to be released with the Dark Knight DVD because I think like legally they they said we're putting out a re-release of the DVD because Mattel had the license for like Batman figures in that scale or whatever Mira, la realidad es que yo no sé nada, nada, nada. Oh, no, man. Yo, you freak me the fuck out there. Yeah. <laughs> We're on Telemundo. Yes. Oh, I, I really do, I, I don't follow, like, the licensing stuff. Mm, okay. You know, and, and to be honest, Friday the 13th is not really something that I that I enjoyed watching growing up. I, I don't no, mind either, man. I'm not. 
Now, some of the figures look cool, like, you know, uh, the ones that the neck. But you know what? I don't think they were that great, to be honest. Wait, yeah. what's the, which ones? This, the, well, the NECA's right. never. Once you open the box on a NECA, you realize, oh, it's NECA. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I feel NECA Even like McFarland's so, the same way, too. That's what I was going to say is I feel like NECA gets so much more, like, you know, praise than McFarlane, but their articulation is only maybe yeah, a step above. Funny because like even like those Ninja Turtles, like the GameStop ones, they have every point of articulation that a Marvel Legends figure has, but it's just like the range of motions is so limited. And it's and even with part those, of the- that is due to the knee pads and the elbow pads yeah, yeah, and the yeah, wristbands too. Stuff on it, yeah. and it's like because I know it's with the Ninja Turtles license playmates holds that. And and it's hard for NECA to put out figures, and it's like I, the quarter scale ones. That's a completely different license because it's in a different. Yeah. So, but then like with the with the video game ones, I think like there was some type of loophole that they had, like with the video game company or something. Yeah, they, were, they have to pull so many out. gymnastics, like you're saying, like yeah. just to get those figures to us. It, it's sad. I mean, NECA has done the best they can for for that license. No, and people want one. Yeah. They want stuff like those like deluxe. Every, deluxe every collects all that fucking yeah. neck of horror shit. Mm-hmm. And and that sucks if they're if they're having to um, do do all this, you know, because it, it it's almost to where playmates got they have the Ninja Turtles license for that scale. They're, I, I don't think they're competing with NECA if NECA's got no. Putting putting figures out because like they're they're different price points. They're in, literally like at a Target. They're in different parts of the store. Yeah, they're like, not. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think like a thirty in the chat says that Mesco has blanket licenses for DC and Marvel. Yeah, I was just about to respond to it. And say that that kind of makes sense because that's their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. That's where most of their stuff is done. But with all these other offshoot ones like their their Popeye, their um, uh, was it or our Clockwork Orange one they did. And this yeah. horror stuff. I'm wondering if that's all done piecemeal. It's it's gotta be because like I, what what umbrella would those random properties all be under? You know, unless yeah. it's like some maybe some movie studio or something. Yeah, but, like uh, New Line and whatnot for Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, because like with 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 Ninja Turtles, the only other thing we got in that scale where SH Figure Arts did the comic ones, and then Rebel Tech did those. Um, those cartoon, cartoon ones, ones but, yeah. but those are Japanese release. So they're not technically competing with yeah. America. So it's, right. just, it, it's funny and it's, well, it's Mesco cool. is like Mesco's cool. Japanese too, isn't it? No, no, no that's American. Is it? But it's, um, it's funny to see the, uh, like the, like the tricks that NECA does to get these figures out and to get these licenses. Yeah. And I hope and, they can keep doing look- that and, and like you mentioned, Sam, like it's it's those things. It's the horror line and the fucking turtles that they have to do all these gymnastics for. So I wonder it's how long. Got it, yeah. I, I wonder how long that they're gonna think that it's worth it. Yeah, probably right about now. Well, I mean, <laughs> the Ninja Turtles—they gotta be making money off those because, like, like Nick, I, I was listening to the last show we did. You talked about how your targets restocked those, and like yeah. same thing at. My- and I mean, those are like fifty-two bucks, which is a lot of money for for two for figures. A it, it a re, it a brick and mortar store. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And again, like we talked about before we got on the show, like like we, we don't even 
bat and I spending that much money on toys, but um, they seem to be selling. People want them. You 30 know? says Mesco is Long Island. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, kind of cool. Right? Dude, I, I totally cool. thought they were an, uh, a Japanese company. but and I wonder what's up with their license. That's kind of cool. I wonder if it has to do with them using soft goods, if that changes the license at all. You know what I mean? I, because um, Diamond, so, so Marvel, or Hasbro, they got the Marvel section scale license for USA. Right? Well, they have the master license. Yeah, Diamond Select doesn't compete with that because they're se- they're a different scale, which right. is why they're in that seven inch scale. And then Mattel has well, does Mattel lost DC? We'll just talk about Marvel. So I wonder how Mezco pulls that off. Mez- I think you might be right. I think that might be something to do with doing the soft goods and because they're 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 doing like a collector grade license, right? Okay. So okay, so yeah, it's a different grade of figure. So I think that's how they get away with it because, like you were saying, like the Legends type license for DC is now going to be with Spin Masters, mm-hmm. and so Mattel is done with DC. These last yeah. few lines that you're seeing from Mattel, so you're seeing from Mattel, are going to be the last Mattel DC. They figures. fucked up. They fucked up, dude. <laughs> they lost that. everything, man. Yeah. They still got their own shit, Barbie. They got hey, did you, Have you guys seen that Cheetah figure? That cheetah figure is dope. That essentials one, fantastic. It is a really nice figure. It's got good articulation. The paint is on money. That's DC um, essentials. What is DC essentials like? I mean, that's DC. DC 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 essentials is basically their comic shop line, and that has nothing to do with Mattel. Yeah. Oh, it's no. Yeah, that's not Mattel. That's like DC. DC has had like. it's been the essentials. Before that, it was the multiverse line, and then the multiverse went to being the Mattel uh, general like retail line. And so then they switched the comic box stuff to essentials. And now, yeah, Mattel. yeah the essentials are pretty much trash, though, right? The essentials, I mean, I, yeah, the, uh, the majority of them are trash. Well. I don't know. I, I think I, the, 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 the comic book the comic book shop essential stuff is good. Um, multi multiverse has been pretty much a shit line though. Yeah, and I was just saying rebranded like one DC and, and brick and mortar and stuff. That was like used to be DC Universe Classics. Yeah, and they screwed that up because DC Universe yeah. Classics used to be decent figures. But yeah, those are good. I had a bunch but, of them for a long time. And but like, yeah, but like E says in the chat, the essential the essentials are nice. The essential the essentials are a collector grade figure. Yeah, what, so what's your, maybe what, I got them confused then. Uh, so because I I do like the cheetah figure, and mm-hmm. it looks like that cyborg Superman's pretty good. Yeah, yep. so that's that's the essentials. That's the comic shop direct line, and that and that's. Yeah. They didn't lose a license. They're going to continue making yeah. that. Right. Want- D- DC's always oh. going to be DC's always going to be able to market their own figures, mm-hmm. you know, in their own personal line. But what Mattel lost was that multiverse line where you saw like the uh, Dark Black Knight Man Returns, too. Black Batman, yeah, all that was the their movie business. stuff. That was their competitor to the Marvel Legends line. Yeah. Yeah. Like the and Captain the Boomerang that sat on shelves forever. Those are trash. Those yeah. are the trash ones that I yeah. Made. Yeah. And those then, uh the, the the essentials, I think those also are they're seven they're seven inch scale, right? Yeah. Is the six inch so they so they get out of that license. Yeah, because DC DC had two fucking um like collector lines. 
They had an Icons line that was a collector's line that was six inch and below. They were more like five and a half, but they were super detailed. And then they had the Essentials line, which more uh, like competed with the Marvel Select line than right. Marvel Legends because yeah. they didn't have as much articulations as the Legend, but they had more than Selects, but they were on par sculpt-wise with Selects. That makes sense. I'm glad because <laughs> I feel blue in the face after <laughs> talking all that. That goes all the way back to like DC Direct, goes back to like the early 2000s. Like they, they started yeah. making figures in like the McFarlane era, you know? Yeah, like their their hush line was excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a DK. Not, like, not much articulation, but sculpt and paint was on. Point, yeah, they so. did a DKAR line that was way better than what they did with the multiverse stuff. Yeah. All right, so we've hit through every single news item we had, and with the technical difficulties, we cut our section with Brock a little short, so I figure we should go ahead and get into the unbroadcasted a little bit early, let people come in, talk to Brock, see yeah. what's up, if Brock thanks can hang out on, after this man. Anyway. Absolutely, let's do it. Yeah, thanks for coming on, dude. Hey, sure, let's, yeah. keep Brock, let's keep Brock and get rid of Russ, dude. I'll talk to him tomorrow. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell Russ to fuck off. No, are you kidding me? Russ the must, man. You got to have that guy yeah. in the show. The must, man. Well, we Russ love you, good, I don't know. You know what? I would give up my spot for Brock. No, 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 no. Oh, bro. <laughs> no, no, I like no. this guy. We got to have him on whenever he has a yeah. chance. I appreciate uh, that. Hey, but before I go, there's yeah. a couple of ROC stories that didn't get a chance to tell. All right, okay. go, bro. Oh, hell yeah, dude. The first, first of all, uh, Dust Mites, if you ever see this show, I still love you, but you banned me from the ROC. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I had to, then I, then I contacted Pinkerton, then, then they put me back on. <laughs> no way, dude. Okay, so the, what happens, you know, you know, dust is quick on, the, on that ban hammer, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That ban yeah. hammer. They, they don't mess around. And I had found an eBay coupon for like 20%. And, and I always wait for eBay coupons to buy the, the third-party Transformers because you get 20% off. So I put, that, I, I put that in the, in, the, in the group, and next thing I know, I'm gone. <laughs> he oh, thought I was doing oh, I don't man. know. I think he thought I was spamming the, the, the site, but he gave me the freaking ban hammer. Yeah, dust will uh, get you if you fuck up. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't sometimes. Yeah, I, I did it. And so it was good. I got brought back on. And then the second one is that i am the first official winner of the roc weight loss competition actually i tied who did i tie with Damn, i remember that wasn't it dom dom, dom. I, oh, I, yeah. I tied with dom and i had you know i i started i'm actually back almost to where i'm where i was uh like i started like at 230 something and i got down to 197 by the end of the competition it was awesome but i did it with a torn meniscus and it was all diet related. So you guys that, that need to lose some weight, it can be done without exercise, but anyway. we need to talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I can't, I gained it all back. I'm, I'm <laughs> hey, are you still in the ROC? No, I haven't. I haven't been because uh, I purged a lot of Facebook groups. I went through a big, huge purge. Okay. Uh, and to be honest, I wasn't, and like what I mentioned before, and I'm not talking trash and any don't nobody misread this, but I just wasn't getting that interaction. Mm. You know what I mean? So I couldn't break I couldn't break in, and that's like across the, the board, I couldn't break into these groups. Uh, and it wasn't until I became YouTube famous <laughs> that people started responding <laughs> to anything that I post and YouTube famous again, I'm kidding. But uh 
no, I so I'm not I'm not in there right now. But I do uh, I do watch the show on occasion. Uh, but when my work schedule changed to Mondays, I couldn't uh, I couldn't catch the Enter the Realm. I usually watch that, but I do catch some of the other stuff on on podcasts. Nice. nice. Yeah, I I catch everything on podcasts now because my work schedule sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all the time. I don't even work, and my schedule sucks. Dude, I'm up at <laughs> five in the morning. I get home. Usually about seven thirty. Uh, sounds great. So eight nine. <laughs> before you put me into a coma, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead now. Peace, love, and hair grease. We love y'all. Thank you guys for again sticking by while Nick had his technical difficulties. Hope you enjoyed the show. It's I'm gonna Monday. run over you. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you for dude. being here. Oh, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Anytime, man. All right. So, um, it's funny, dude. <laughs> you guys go ahead and take care of the unbroadcasted link, and somebody send it to E in his Facebook Messenger, please. I will. I All right. We're going to hit Hell the Hell no. He ain't coming. He's banned. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Peace, love, and hair grease. Here's the credits. Be back next week, please. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs>